and welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today we're starting our discussion on Barkley, Shut Up, and Jam Gaiden. I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today, as always, are the homies. First off, we have Trevor. What's going on? And last but not least, making his triumphant return, we got Greg. What up, what up? What's going on, man? So, um... I talked a little bit, I actually, I, just to backtrack a little bit, I talked a little bit to Greg about Half-Life, and he said the game is garbage, right? <laughs> or Black, Black Mesa? Wow. <laughs> I mean, it started out like that way for me, but I, I think I warmed up to it as I got into it. Nikia said he got to the, ha- almost to the halfway point. I was trying to determine how far he got, but are, do you think you're going to finish it out? Mmm... Maybe. I'm not compelled to, like, start it, but you never know. Maybe I'll get bored one day, and I'm like, I'll just go ahead and finish it off. Sounds like a no to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's your MO, man. I started it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, for this month um, of October, um, we are playing my games. And so the first game we have today is Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. So, uh, Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden is a freeware RPG developed by Tales of Game Studios in j- January 2008. It is jokingly referred to as an official sequel to Barkley Shut Up and Jam, an arcade-style basketball game that was released in the 93 on the Genesis and SNES, and an unofficial, or official sequel to Space Jam, the 96 movie featuring NBA star Michael Jordan. Uh, The studio itself was formed by several members after meeting on an amateur game dev forum. The team was inspired after reading an awkward phrase on Michael Jordan's Wikipedia page about the fan debate whether or not the movie Space Jam was canon. And I guess they thought it was funny because it didn't specify whether it was talking about the, the movie being canon to the Looney Tunes series or just to Michael Jordan's life in general. Um... The game was first developed on RPG Maker 2003 Game Engine, but was later ported to Game Maker 6.1 uh, at the 2014 Awesome Games Done Quick event. The devs stated that they never played the original Shut Up and Jam game, and created it after brainstorming ideas for an RPG that made them laugh. The play in the game itself, the player controls ex NBA player Charles Barkley and a handful of secondary characters. A slew of ex and then current NBA players are also featured as NPCs. The game features a game styled uh, or a excuse me. The game features a uh, combat style dubbed Babby system and was influenced by many commercial JRPGs. Enemies appear on the battlefield and attack the players. Once the battle is initiated, each player has a number of attacks and skills that they can use and most require multiple or time button presses similar to the Mario RPG uh, series and Paper Mario. Um, Players can be placed into healing, attack, and effect battle roles depending on their skill set. And in uh, November 2012, Tales of Games announced a game sequel titled The Magical Realms of Tirna Nog Escape from Necron 7. Well, let me re- rephrase that. The Magical Realms of Tirna Nog, colon, Escape from Necron 7, dash, 
Revenge of Chuchelaine colon the official game of the movie dash chapter two of the Hoop Sparkly Saga um, through Kickstarter and raise about $120,000 in a month. And the sequel was supposed to retain the original self-aware tone, but all the artwork was going to be created from scratch to avoid copyright issues. And then um, in June of this mo- uh, this year, it was revealed that the majority of the developers had left the project due to poor management, and the project was moving slowly because only two people remained working on it, and they were working on it part-time. However, um, the team's official Twitter, at Tales of Games, last tweeted August 10th of this year, so what, about three months ago? Two months ago? A, a, on um, They tweeted an itch.io link of the public quote-unquote janky demo for anyone that wants to play it. So they're still working on the game, but it's like I said, it's just a super small team. That's doing it part-time, so who knows if it ever will be finished. So that is Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Um, I guess I'll kick it to you guys. Had you ever heard of this game before, Trevor? I have not. Um, it was my first time hearing about it when you submitted it while we were doing our list uh, for this slate of games. Mm-hmm. And... It was another one of those games where I had to look up the trailer and try to figure out what it was about. And I could obviously tell, you know, it was made in, like, RPG Maker. Because mm-hmm. um, it just has that look to it. And so I was just curious, you know, like, how is this game going to play out? Like, I could immediately see the humor in it, too. Like, mm-hmm. it, it looked very, like, homegrown type of humor. Um very kind of inside jokish humor, so I thought it'd be fun to play, but I'd never heard of it before. It actually reminded me of this little thing I watched on YouTube like years ago called uh, Hip Hop RPG. Have y'all ever okay. seen that? I have not. No. It's kind of in the same vein, except it's more of just like an episodic. Um, I don't know, feature. It's not really a game. It's just like a little show um, that they made. And it's basically featuring like hip hop artists, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, a bunch of other rappers and set in like this fantasy setting. And yeah, they, they, (laughs) I mean, it's that, that's basically what I thought of when I, when I was watching the trailer for this game. Okay. Okay. Um, and what about you, Greg? Have you ever heard of this game? Yeah, so like some years ago, I guess. I, I don't remember how long ago. I, I felt like it was in the early days of Twitch, but like I, I remember watching somebody stream this game and just kind of just dying at how funny it was. Um, so that had been my only experience with it. I never like sought out to play it, but it, it, it looked pretty crazy. Um, so, I mean, I kind of had an idea what I was uh, in store for. But uh, I definitely didn't expect uh, as much as, as what, I, what I had experienced in this game. Yeah, um, so for me, I I think I had heard about this game mentioned via like a giant bombcast. I think I had, I've been listening to them for maybe the past eight years or so. And um, they've maybe mentioned it a couple of times. Uh 
since I've been listening to them, and I was like, well, that sounds interesting, and I and I remember looking it up, and I was like, that could be cool, and I, I'm specifically now, when I'm making lists for us, I try to, like, try to find games that I think are either interesting or genres that we haven't played yet, and if I'm not mistaken, do you guys know if we played an RPG yet? Because I didn't think we had. No, I think I've tried to avoid RPGs simply because they can get up to like the the twenty to twenty five hour range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this was like a, a a shorter game. Obviously, this honestly could have been a bonus podcast, a bonus episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I wanted to pick. I think specifically too because I paired this with Blood in the Sand. I wanted to kind of like I don't want to say jokey, but like not as serious games, <laughs> you know, but also like games that I felt like would be fun to talk about and shine some light on some of these, these games too. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of why I chose the game and I'm glad that we did because this game, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, did you beat the game, Trevor? I got to the second to last boss. Okay, and got and, stuck. And you did you beat the game, right, Greg? Yeah. Okay. So it's a pretty short game. Do you guys know your final play time? Probably around four and a half hours, maybe four hours twenty minutes. Yeah, like mine was about four hours. Okay. Well, I was like maybe about five and a half hours, maybe an hour longer than you guys. Um, but yeah, it was a relatively short game and. Um, I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> how do how do we want to talk about this? Do you guys want to talk about the the, the, the combat, the, the 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 music? What do you guys want to start off with? We can start off with the format first, okay? Because it kind of be hard to talk about this game without people knowing exactly how the game is played. Okay, so. I guess really the story for this game, the the setup is it's, it's um, 2053, and um, basketball is dead. <laughs> um, and it, actually, the game starts off before that. There's a warning that says the game you're about to play is canon, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then it says set in 2053, basketball is dead. Um, uh, in 2014, basketball was made illegal um, because of a powerful chaos dunk that was performed at a basketball game that inadvertently killed people. I think they said it was as powerful as a 125 megaton nuke. And um, basically, basketballers all, all over were massacred in the great b-ball purge and uh so now the game takes place in the post cyber apocalyptic neo new york and you're playing as charles barkley who's kind of just he's the one that was blamed as the one that performed the chaos dunk and he is kind of trying to lay low he's um constantly having thoughts about playing basketball his uh he's super remorseful because his um he's raising a son by himself because the dunk killed his his wife so he's like kind of beating himself up about it and said I will never perform a dunk again 
and then at the same time he's um he's on the he's hiding out from uh, do you remember what the 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 B ball removal department? Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> what the was that the actual name. Or I think so. Name? I think it was called the B ball removal department. And it was uh, in like Michael Jordan, <laughs> headed by <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 it was like so. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a silly game with Charles Barkley in it. And then I think like you meet your your friend. His name is um, Balthius Ball. I don't know how to say his name, but he is the great-grandson of LeBron James. (laughs) And from there, I'm like, okay, this game is going to be wild. And, like, I think the the first scene, it's so funny because, like, I I don't know how much you guys know about, like, basketball or not even know about basketball, just, like, know about people and everything. But, like, Michael Jordan is actually considered like a not a great person yeah and so and and then historically you know like michael jordan is considered the greatest basketball player of every time and everybody is judged according to his standard and the standard that he set and so there's a lot of great players in the 90s charles barkley included that never won championships because Michael Jordan prevented them from doing so because his team was so good. And it, it was just, like, super funny. Every time Charles Barkley interacted with Michael Jordan, he was like, Jordan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, like, every time, and just, like, knowing how Charles Barkley, like, from watching, like, Inside the NBA, and just, I've, I've read a couple of his books, and I've, like, seen interviews with him and everything, just, like, that... I don't think he really, like, in real life, like, is mad at Michael Jordan, but it is just funny to think about it, like, in the in this mind, in this game. It's just funny to think about. Um, and it's also funny because, like, freaking Michael Jordan is dressed up like Michael Jackson from... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's the video? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with the fedora and the suit. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I knew the game was going to be a trip once... Like they brought him uh, from the you know LeBron James's great grandson of Michael Jordan, and then like Charles Barkley's son, the one he's raising by himself, his name is Hoops with a Z. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if he, if you remember the part where uh, apparently um, his wife was in labor for like three days, and it wasn't the ch- a child that came out; it was a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then he emerged from the basketball. <laughs> and it's just, it's funny, like, the, the, the priest of this game or the, the at the church is Larry Bird. <laughs> and, like, I, like, I don't know, like, I think there's at one point, there's, like, these ruins, like, and it's, like, the, the, the shrine or whatever of Dikembe Mutombo. And, like, there's, like, sarcophagus with, like, former basketball players, like, remains in it and... I don't know, dude. Like, I I was really, really feeling the vibe. Like, all the, the, the hoops talk, I guess you could say. <laughs> I was really here for it. And it even got more ridiculous. Like, like the first person you fight or, like, the first bad guy is, like, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, like, some kind of ogre. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, they had, like, this is very, like, 
internet-y humor, but I don't feel like it's it's it. I don't feel like it's corny or age. Do you, do you guys agree with that? No, because I don't think it's like it's, it's, it's like not, pre-memes. <laughs> yeah, and it's not necessarily like accurate jokes to the point where you would have to watch something or listen to something in order to understand it. Mm-hmm. it it's just absurdly funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like over to the top and ridiculous. And yeah. like, I honestly, I, like it's kind of a testament to the team because like they, this spawned from a awkward worded sentence on Michael Jordan's Wikipedia page. And this, like, knowing that this whole thing spawned from that is super impressive to me. You know? Like, it's a... I mean, like you were saying, it's it's a vibe. It's just... There's just a certain amount of jank to it. And it's like, the jank plus the humor... It's it's like the the perfect recipe, I think. Mm, Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, like, like, well, like Trevor said, like, it doesn't necessarily reference stuff that you need to have knowledge of before like you can you cannot know who Joanna man is and still like it's just a character but I think it makes it more funny like if you do know like a little bit about the character like why like why is Joanna man here or like the character um the ghost dad yeah like why is (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) the ghost dad is the ghost of Dr. Cosby, a.k.a. Bill Cosby. <laughs> and um, freaking the, the the dude that heals, like, the, the illnesses in this game. Like, the, the status <laughs> effects. Instead of it being, like, poison and paralysis and sleep and, like, what are they? They're like glaucoma. Glaucoma, yeah. uh, diabetes. Diabetes, <laughs> Parkinson's, um... <laughs> And like the, the only joke, now that I think about it, the only joke that might not have, that might be a little corny and that it, it's still kind of like an old thing was like the Wilford Brimley. Like, bro, but that cracked me up too. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was um, this dude that, like, apparently in the game there was, okay, <laughs> follow me on this tangent, guys. <laughs> so Michael Jordan gets the jump on Barkley and the crew. He infects. His son hoops with diabetes. Type 2, the kind you can't heal. <laughs> and he has, Barkley and company has two hours to uh, reach, find this guy that knows more about diabetes than anybody in the, in the world. And he just so happens to be within the two hour radius or whatever. So you have to get to him and there's a cult that supposedly like meets outside his doors or whatever, and you have to figure out how to get to him or whatever. You know, RPG stuff ensues, and they name him as Yel Yelmrib, something like that. And it completely went over my head. I don't know. Did you, did either of you guys? Um, if it was a reference, I, I didn't get it. Nah, you didn't get it know. either, right? Yeah. And then like. When you get the, when you get to him, you're like Yelmrib or whatever. You know, it's it's me. I need your help for my son hoops. And he said, "Don't call me Yelmrib. That's what others call me. Call me Wilford Brindley. That's my actual name." 
And I'm like, Wilford Brimley, where do I know that name from? And then when I saw his character portrait, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> they put the I got diabetes guy in this game. <laughs> My man was on a machine that was that it it looked like a contraption from like uh I don't know like from some Saturday morning like Power Rangers thing of of like why are they stuck to this and that's how he was getting insulin yeah, yeah. and he was he was um taking all the diabetes from everybody else and he was sacrificing himself for everybody else <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. It, it it that like the who what else was another um shoot, there was, was like it? another reference in that whole area that I didn't pick up on but you notice in that area every time you go to interact with something it gives you the same four choices it's like uh, oh yeah examine take use yeah mm-hmm. it was like I don't know but that was like the only section in the game that, that ever happened so yeah like, I'm sure there's some reason as to why they did it I was just that 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 was just over my head. And, and and one other thing, the um, <laughs> there was a couple of other like just really silly things like the um, did you guys? So there was a couple of like sections that were side missions uh, or side areas. Did you guys go into the uh, the mines with the genies and the dwarves? No, I didn't do that. So basically, there's these dwarves that were forced forced to work these mines and they were the same species as uh one of the guys in your party the um what was his name Baltazar what was what? no that's not right one of the characters right. one of the characters on your t- the cyber dwarf one of the characters on your in your squad the cyber dwarf he was a dwarf that got badly injured in some type in the um because of the chaos dunk and so they the the in order to save his life they had to per, like graft new skin on him. Oh, and that's what they, they told you not to look at his face. Or <laughs> yeah, <whatever. laughs> and his entire skin was basketball, like synthetic leather. Like it, basically, oh, he was like man. basketball was grafted on, and that was his skin. And so it was his race of people or his species, dwarves that were being, and and they were basically being enslaved by. Um, these genies, genies that come out of lamps, genies, and so the genies were talking really recklessly, like that that they're slaves, and like you know why would we ever pay them and things like that, and like the whole point of that little section is you have to talk to them and you have to help them come to a truce or like a treaty at the end, so it's a beneficial re- uh, relationship for the both of them, and it was saying like the um the dwarves were falling out because they, they, they needed two things uh, to keep them going. And it was rubies, which was a form of payment that they weren't getting paid. And they needed, they, so they lived off of Dunkaroos. And (laughs) so they were like (laughs) passing out and die, like passing out because they were so weak because the genies were feeding them vitamin C instead of Dunkaroos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like Charles Barkley didn't understand what it was, so Hoops had to explain to him what a Dunkaroo was. <laughs> and then there was another, like the the Shrek, the Shrek Mono. Did you guys get that? <laughs> nah, so I must have missed. That must have been another side one. Did you get that, Trevor? Uh uh-uh. uh 
It was like a legitimate article of clothing that you could put on to, for your character. And it was a good item, but like its description said, it's a regular kimono with Shrek printed on it. <laughs> and and, and once, you, once you equipped it, you got two items when you got it. You got the item and you got a picture so you could always look at it. And so you could pull it up and see it was li- literally like they, they did a graphic of a kimono with Shrek printed on it. And it was st- silly. And I guess neither of you guys, did either of you guys go to the basketball dimension? I don't remember that part. It was at the very end when you defeat Michael Jordan on the basketball court. And then they, they make a mention, like, play your flute or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't do that. I, I think I skipped past that. But So that part was cool. It was another little side area because you play your flute and it and it start it plays the, the Georgia Brown th- song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that in a, a playthrough I was looking at. And then you go to this basketball world but then the way they transport you which we're going to talk about the references or the tropes but like they do the swirling thing and they, they play it like how the flute happens or how the flute works in Super Mario Bros. 3. So, like, you're literally transporting to another dimension, and you get there, and they have these ridiculous, like, things. So, they have um, a basketball farm or, like, ranch where you feed, train, and work out baby basketballs to help them grow bigger, like, so as pets. They have a dating service, which Hoops is too young to date, um... Uh, I think they said Balthios was too, he was too caught up in his magic and Barkley was too enamored or, you know, like he wasn't going to date because his wife was widowed. So you can choose to go on a date with the cyber dwarf and they, they start asking him, what is your, um, uh, what is your preference in women or whatever? And, um, he's like, uh, so the, the first question is, all right, excellent. What are, what traits in particular are you looking for a partner? His response, apple bottom. And the guy was like, anything else? That part. Anything else? He said, <laughs> only <bottom>. apple bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, my man. <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't know. Like, there's so many like hilarious references. The dialogue in this game is silly. Like, one of my favorite things is you save at a um, at like a gas pump, and the gas pumps are basically like they're like I, I looked it up and they are almost verbatim um, forum posts from the internet, and so it's funny in this in this world in this game they call video games vidcons and. I'm going to read one. It would be no surprise. So this is what happens. Every time you go to save, you hear uh, uh, this. Well, not this one. There's there, Each one has a unique quote that it always just spit, like cycles out or spurts out. And so you see this every time you go to save. It should be no surprise to anyone with a passing familiarity with VidCons that Pocky is the ideal food to snack on when playing mentioned object. Although playing is an inappropriate word because you experience rather than play a VidCon. I shall use playing for the sake of simplicity. For those ignorant to the uh, 
intricacies of this fine Japanese cuisine. Imagine a delicate stick of sweetened bread with the width and length of a chopstick. It's tip coated in the richest chocolate imaginable. The bold flavor of the chocolate is complemented by the small nuts that caress the tip, creating a culinary juxtaposition of sweetness and saltiness that can only be hatched in the mind of a chef versed in the subtle paradoxes of Eastern cooking. They are light and easy to eat and hold, useful for vidcomming on the go, and their sugar content add that extra boost for late-night vidcons. Therefore, Pocky has garnered itself the precious title of Ultimate Vidcon Snack. Perhaps the only drawback of Pocky is its limited availability in the West, although this cannot be attributed to the snack itself, but the infuriating baboons that think they are running grocery stores. <laughs> like, every single one was hilarious to me. It was basically like um, comparing um, like Western culture and... And games, Eastern, yeah. <laughs> Western culture and games. Let me see. Let me read one more. Let me read one more. Did you guys have any that like stood out to you? I don't remember the exact uh, quote, but like there was one that was talking about Western RPGs versus uh, Japanese RPGs. There was another that had something to do with I want to say Final Fantasy X. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good ones, though. He was like, okay, ah, console video games, or vidcoms as I call them, the ultimate medium of expression, able to convey any emotion ranging from hatred to love, loyalty to fear, all in front of our eyes. Ah, and with loving craft, lovingly crafted art, music, and the ability to control the action, vidcons are the ultimate combination of the iArts. While I tend to play the stoic, I will be the first to admit that vidcoms have driven me to cry, to scream and shout, to feel actual hate, such is the power of this force beyond our wildest reckoning. And here I am before you to tempt the tongues with the taint of such a tantalizing topic. And the Japanese, the true geniuses behind the world of vidcons. Pa, I throw my scorn upon such incompetence of the West who would mock the true art of Japanese with games such as Baldur's Gate and Madden. <laughs> Perhaps it is the West is not as intelligent as the East, but this is a matter of another day. Japan has given us such masterpieces as the Final Fantasy series, Star Ocean, Wild Arms, and of course, Ark the Lad. Yes, some of the finest vidcons in the world were created by Japanese. I come to you today to ask you in all earnesty, what is your favorite vidcon? I will reveal mine after the grand debate has illustriously begun, but not before the final poster falls victim to my plot of discussion. There is another one, like, towards the end of the game, where you, in order to say if you have to answer his questions, and it's like, one of them was, uh, like, what's the greatest game ever made, and, like, the choices was, like, one of them was, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, oh, yeah. Madden, I, I, I'm trying to remember all the games, are, but it was pretty good, that, that was, that was another good one. And, like, I'm trying to, I had a, let me see if I can pull it up, um, there was a, um, a reference on the on the um, official website or a what the excuse me the wiki, and it was like the tropes that they have. And if you look at it's like just all the different references and things to other either between the dialogue, the imagery that they show, or even game uh, elements. Like um, like I said, you play the flute. Um, the, the song is called Georgia Brown, which is the, I guess the theme song of the Harlem Globetrotters, the little whistling. And then when you play the flute, you get the same effects as 
if you were in Mario Party, you know, Super Mario Brothers three, where you're transporting to a new world, and then everybody there is like bat, like Tracy McGrady is there, Grant Hill, Chris Weber, um, Car- Carmelo Anthony is there. Um, there's an arena there where you have to fight just as Charles Barkley solo. You have to fight each these enemies to progress further on. And you fight the champion who's 10 time. He's, he's been the champion for the t- past th- 10 years. Kevin Garnett. He's <laughs> like one of my favorite basketball players. <laughs> and you have to fight him. <laughs> and um, I mean, there's a, that dating sim part that I was talking about with, that you do with the cyber dwarf. Um, there's the, the, have we, how have we not brought up Vince Borg yet? Vince Borg, Vince Carter slash, (laughs) uh, uh, a, a robot. He's a cyborg Vince Carter. (laughs) And like anytime somebody says the one, he starts like having flashbacks (laughs) to his mission. Yeah. (laughs) And then, um, why was he so OP though? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, um, I mean, they, like, I don't know. There was the references to, like, I mean, not like this is not necessarily good, but like, like, um, oh, their, their future food. They that had like protein paste and high C ecto coolers as healing yeah. items. <laughs> they had a lot of like crazy acronyms. Steroids uh, to revive. Yeah, yeah. The acronyms like Final Gun, Blood Moses, Liberty, Fate. Um, the. A lot of I don't know, man. There was just there was a lot of references and like it. It it was really cool to to like catch things. Like I know I I I probably don't even I didn't catch didn't even scratch the surface of all the references they had in this game. But it was really really rewarding to play. I guess you could say. I'm trying to think of if are there any other games like this that like. That I guess what I mean by that is like that have so much like references and kind of jokes in them like that. I'm pretty sure there's something I just I just can't think of it off the top of my head though. But I don't know if anything takes it this far. You know, like I, I definitely nothing mainstream, right? Yeah. Um, I I don't even know. Like it has to be something that's fan made. Maybe like. And I mean, we just played a fan man game, but it was completely self serious, you know. Yeah. So I I can't even think of anything. Do you, do you, can you, Trevor? That's sort of like a parody, or yeah, like I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, this is me just throwing something out there, but like maybe the um, laser sh- are the laser shoot suit Larry games anything like this, or like the the uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. Like, those are references to, like, raunchy things, you know, in video game form, right? Yeah. A little bit. I, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. Nothing um, that I've played. I'm sure there was something on, like, the Xbox Arcade, like, where you could put indie games and stuff on oh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did forget about that. I'm pretty sure there's some jank stuff out there that's kind of like this. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, like like you said earlier, this game was made in RPG Maker, which I have a copy of RPG Maker. And, I mean, there's tons of assets that you could use, and you could basically just create your own game without even knowing how to really program or, you know, how to do any of the art. And so you could easily just 
put all of your own humor and dialogue into it and create your own game like this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know, like, it... There's definitely gameplay stuff in here that I think is good, but, I like, just, just on the humor, I think this is probably the... I want to say the funniest game we've played. And yeah, hands down, yeah. Like, because I, I, the only games that I can even think of that were, like... Phoenix Wright and maybe Catherine, but those were more like awkward humor. Like this situation is so ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Like this game was outright just like funny. I think Grim Fandango also tried to be funny. I don't necessarily think it stuck the landing in the same way the other two games did, but I think this is like legitimately funny. And like, like I said, like I did not feel like this game really showed its age. Like, I mean, this is a at this point, a uh, uh, eleven-year-old game, almost twelve years old. Yeah, I wouldn't and, have known that it was made in two thousand eight. I mean, I, I think the only way, and this is like me as a basketball fan, is like, oh, like none of these players are active players, or like a lot of these players, like they used a lot of retired players, but even the players that they were, like Tracy McGrady, Kevin Garnett, like you wouldn't have pulled those out the blue in twenty nineteen. Yeah, you know, and especially um, like with the Bill Cosby reference, I knew this had to have been like yeah. prior to five years ago, maybe. Yeah, Juana Man showing up too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but even still, like it wasn't like I, I don't know. It, I, like the one thing I do like is like I don't think they nothing in here felt mean to any of the people. Like I felt like it was. Well, maybe maybe I feel this way. Maybe you guys don't feel this way. But maybe besides like Michael Jordan, <laughs> like it didn't really feel like you, like even like Juana Man, like they didn't mention anything like negatively about that or like the Wilford Brimley stuff. You know, it was just kind of like, oh yeah, there's a joke about this thing, and I think that's why it doesn't feel like it aged poorly. It seemed like more than anything they used the characters' names and likenesses. More mm-hmm. so than like trying to actually capture them. Yeah, yeah. They're funny without like being like very offensive to any of the people. Exactly. That are <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't have to be like super accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can. You guys got anything else to say about like the references of the game? Nah, I mean, there's like, <laughs> there's too many to to like get everything but yeah yeah um but yeah i mean it's it's a uh you know it's a a, a deep cut i guess right mm-hmm. um and i guess we can say too i guess the the whole concept of the game or the the plot is you know basketball has been outlawed um and now you and your party have to figure out what is there's been a string of mysterious murders going on, and you and your party have to uh, kind of absolve in like the name of this person that's being implicated in the killings, while also trying to overthrow this organization that is like suppressing basketball. And um, yeah, and uh, as far as gameplay, can we talk about the combat? Yeah. 
I mean, are you, are you saying that as it's a bad thing or is no, no? no. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I guess, what is your experience? What is your guys' experience with playing like J? I, I honestly don't know the difference between JRPGs and RPGs. Like, because at this point, it seems like RPG is just shorthand for a being able to pick abilities. So it's like nothing is like a pure RPG, but there are pure JRPGs, and it's just like RPG elements are in like thrown into games nowadays like willy-nilly so like it, i guess these this game is what is your experience with jrpgs well i think jrpgs have a little bit more of like an anime appeal to them Mm-hmm. there yeah there's like a specific aesthetic and then a lot of people categorize or i guess at at, at the time people categorize uh, jrpgs with like being very long games, hitting people, hitting characters, seeing numbers pop up, having to, you know, um, have a party of you know three or four people, classes, able, yeah, classes, being able to equip skills, like things like that. There's there's like a lot of, you know, things that you expect when you when you put like the the title or the label JRPG on a game. Okay, I think so now I'm, what, what yeah. dictates more of like a Western RPG is, I guess, adventure games have taken on RPG elements. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I would consider more of a Western RPG. For me, I've always considered now, like, being able to swap out your gear and, like, being able to have a, um, what do they call it, like a, a skill bar or a stat tree or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, a Mass Effect or, like, a, um, a Borderlands has RPG elements, you know? So, it's... I, I just, I don't know, like, maybe this is just me, but I don't really see RPGs as, like, this is an RPG, it's usually they throw the J in front. I, I don't see things that are labeled as, like, pure RPGs. They could also just be, like, growing up, you didn't play a lot of JRPGs, did you? Um, I mean, so, like, I played Pokemon, and yeah, that like was Pokemon. really it, and then when I got older, I played, like, the original... Final Fantasies, so like the first four Final Fantasies, I played on yeah. Game Boy Advance, and this gives me heavy, heavy references vibes to those games, which I really like those games, though, the first four Final Fantasies, and so this reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, I would say so, definitely. Did you guys have, like, any standout RPGs that this reminded you of, or RPGs that you played growing up that... Mm, I mean, I don't know. There's elements from like a bunch of RPGs. I feel like I feel. I want to say I can't remember the. I can't remember what RPG it was. I want to say it's like uh, Lufia or something like that. But that's where the the little grid menu that you select attacks. I feel like that's where that came from. There's other little things like uh, the Cyber Dwarf. When you attack with him, you have like a bar at the top mm-hmm. that you input the commands. And that kind of reminds me of, um, I want to say, like, one of the characters in Final Fantasy III you had to input commands with. I want to say it was, like, Saban. Um, he had, like, uh, suplexes and other things. You had to input the move once you actually attacked. Um, so there's stuff like that. I'm pretty sure there's other things I'm missing, too, but I think that's So just like... to catch up with the Twitch chat, uh, Dante's in there. He said one of the differences between Western RPGs and J- Japanese RPGs is... Um, turn-based versus active. I guess more so the combat. Yeah. 
That's another thing too. So he's saying that oh, so like JRPGs are more turn based. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, there. I think that only changed like maybe as like later on because like Star Ocean was like one of the ones that tried to get rid of uh, like turn based. It was kind of like you could just run around and attack. But yeah, Pokemon would probably be my best example of playing an an RPG like this one. Um, Simply because I've played the majority of them. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just thinking, too, I I played uh, the Mario RPG on SNES, and then um, uh, the first Paper Mario, and then uh, the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga as well. And... I really, I like the interactiveness, I guess. I don't know how else you say it, but the, the, the needing to have time button presses and um, rec- mashing out stuff for uh, your attacks. And I really dug that for the combat because it made it feel more like I was doing something, like I was affecting the number that I was seeing pop up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, it was really cool. So, like, somebody like, like with Charles Barkley, his attacks were like um, pass, free throw, or jumper. And so, like with the pass and jump, uh, with pass and free throw, you would um, get a bar, and you had to almost like a like a doing a free throw or in a sports game. If you guys ever played sports games, where yeah. it's releasing the 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 basketball icon when it's at the red circle, like you want to get as close to that as you can because. That, that would do the most amount of damage. And then for the jumper, you had to, like, jump and release the ball at the height of your jump. But depending on what you... You could jump straight up. You could do a fadeaway, which is jumping backwards. Or you could do a floater, or like, jumping towards the um, enemy. And depending on what you did, like, I think they said just a straight-up jumper gave you um, the most... You had the most amount of damage... Uh, jumping forward was the most amount of accuracy, but your guard went down. And then jumping backwards did the least amount of damage, but your defense went up or your guard went up. So uh, that was really cool. And then I think like with your son Hoops, he he was a shooter, but like <laughs> like for real shooter. <laughs> yeah, he had a gun. So like his were like he had rapid shots, so he could shoot like a bunch of. Um, you could target multiple, in, or like he could shoot six shots, and you could target each bullet to whichever enemy. Then he had one that you held a trigger down, and a, and a, a rectangle went to the enemy, and you had to release it when it was over them. And then there was like a, a mega shot or something like that, where it was another timing thing where you had to release the um, the uh, bar when it hit before it got to the target if you went after the target you would do no damage and then the the further away it was from the target you did less damage so i mean how did, every, how did you everybody find out about all this what you mean like just oh uh, oh yeah so when you if you scroll um okay so if you uh select the attack the non magic using attacks then um, you could scroll on with the uh, number or the D-pad. I don't know what you the the arrow keys, mm-hmm. and you could scroll to the right, and so you could see it, it, it explained everybody's attacks and like what they did. Like when you went, when you were that character, it explained like this is how you do this thing with this character. 
The only one I never figured out was um, the Cyber Dwarf. I never figured out. I never landed a finisher. Did, really? Yeah, I never landed a finisher. You have to, like, stop early and then do the finisher. Like, so you would have to do, like, how many attacks were you doing when you were... So, I, I the problem was I didn't know how big the finisher thing was. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. I never left enough space because I was trying to get as many hits in while leaving enough in, but even, like any time, like any time I tried to do a finisher, it just ended early. So I knew it wasn't enough space. So I just kind of was like, "F it, I'm just gonna try to do as much damage with them as I can with his normals instead of trying to do a finisher." To to be honest, the finishers are only good. Or I mean, I guess they were good sometimes, but like the finishers just did um, like debuffs. They they debuffed them, yeah. So it's like, I mean, you could either just keep attacking if you wanted damage, but like if it was enemy that maybe had more health, maybe you want to debuff him. Gotcha. So. And then, um, I really like the the abilities, too. So, like, I mean, like we were just saying with the, the Cyber Dwarf, he was like a, I guess a monk is like the class he'd be, because he did melee attacks, and all his abilities were to buff or debuff, buff your teammates or debuff the other team, the, the enemies. Charles Barkley's magic attacks all had to do with, like, basketball abilities. So one was, like, like there were multiple dunk ones <laughs> that were, like, NBA Jam style. Like, him, like, just flipping and doing dunks. And the double everything team. that Yeah, everything Hoops had was, like, freaking using his gun, like, shooting just a ton of people. And then um, with the, um, what was the guy's name? I forgot it, um... Balthios or LeBron's grandson, great grandson, he was like a, a more traditional mage. So his like actual physical attacks were pretty weak, but his magic abilities were pretty strong. Um, I don't know. I, I just I really I really dug the combat in this game because like I mean I'm I w- I'm here for like old Final Fantasy style combat where it's like you know you have your different classes and. It wasn't as technical. There wasn't like a front row, back row type of situation in this game. Um, but it, it definitely, uh, as far as spells and having to maintain BP and dealing with buffs and debuffs, you know, the status effects and all that stuff, reviving teammates and, you know, somebody is the designated healer. This person is the designated, like, this is the heavy hitter and all that. Like, I definitely was getting heavy vibes with that. And I really dug that you it was a lot more interactive than those games typically are. At least the original ones were. Um, so I hadn't even talked about the music. I just thought about that. Hey, well, you guys got anything else to say about the combat? or? I was expecting... It was, uh... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, I mean, it was it was good. I mean, there... I wouldn't say like it was the best part of the game, but it 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 never was a nuisance. Like I never felt like I mean that's one trope that uh, you end up running into in some JRPGs where there's a lot of random battles, but like this game didn't have it. Like it was the enemies were on screen, so you you're aware of where they were at, and if you ran into them, they didn't respawn or anything. So it was like you didn't get stuck in like oh well I'm just trying to accomplish this one thing now I got to fight you know a bunch of you know random battles but um yeah i mean it it never felt like it was super difficult you know but it it was enough of a challenge that you you didn't feel like you were bored playing 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think one thing that contributed to that, too, is there wasn't a need for grinding in the game. Right. As long as you were going around and fighting the enemies, there wasn't... It didn't seem like there was an overwhelming number of enemies or enemy encounters. Um, so as long as you were fighting enemies along the way to the next area, you were getting enough experience to level up and be high enough to face the, the next boss or the next area. But yeah, what I was going to say earlier was I was just watching some of the gameplay. I saw a lot of Charles or Charles Barkley's moves. And I thought each of the characters was going to be more basketball oriented. And I'm glad it wasn't because it showed like a lot of creativity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was all going to be like basketball players, you know, just doing different basketball moves and attacks. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad they didn't go that route and it made it even funnier. Um, but one thing I did notice is that this game had quick time events and that caught me off guard. Yeah, that was like my least favorite part. <laughs> like, it literally gives you like two, not even two seconds, one second to hit the key. And before, yeah. even at the first one that you get to, it tells you to hit like the action key or the back key. I didn't know which one was which. Exactly. Because there's no tutorial or anything before you start playing. Yeah, it was like you had the it was it was quick tip twitch like down up action you know and like that and like it it was pretty brutal because like if you got hit twice you immediately died and had to restart the thing over and so I I did not like the quick time events sections of the game um, I think that and that sugar the diabetes uh, cave were my two least favorite parts in the game. I don't know if you guys felt that way. Oh, you were talking about the that cave where you had to um, stay away from the sugar. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just because it just like when you die, especially like the quick time events and that in particular, having to start the entire sequence over again was just never fun. Is that like a reference? I feel like that was a reference to something that was in like a Pokemon game or something. I might be wrong, but I'm not sure. That's a Trevor question. The um the cave, yeah, yeah. Um, like which part exactly did you think was the fact that you're in a cave and you had to like navigate around something? If you got too close, and it um, you know, it would either kill it would kill you, or I mean, I guess in that game, I think it was you would just take damage. But um, the only thing I can remember was like there were certain caves where if you didn't have the move flash in order to light in the cave you were basically wandering around in the dark and the first set of games red and blue was i think the most notorious for this because you were literally in the pitch black but i think in later games you at least had like a light around your character so you could see yourself but not your surroundings um but i can't think of anything that was similar to this cave and um i'm trying to think uh, was there any standout sections for you guys that you really liked? Mm, definitely the the Michael Jordan boss fight was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be one of my favorites. I mean, there's a lot of moments. I think most of them we kind of went over, but I mean, 
for sure. Like if we were just talking about like battles and stuff like that, I think the that that boss fight was pretty good. The Vince Carter one when you fought him and Michael, or just the 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 last one where you fought Michael. The last one where you fought Michael. Okay. Yeah, that one especially because the the Georgia Brown song came on. Yeah, and I because they kept mentioning and I had no idea when I uh, when I finally heard it I started busting out laughing. Um, uh, there was another part I really liked when the the you split up the the four of you guys split up and uh, each of you had to do a section of that temple and like so each one was unique to the character. And so not all of them were necessarily battle-focused. So, like, um, uh, well, I say that, but, like, Baltheos, his section was battle-focused, the, the, the mage. And then um, the cyber, cyber uh, uh, dwarf, he had to throw the sand over the, the, in the black pit to try to find where the platforms were. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I guess, the, the puzzle that... Hoops had to deal with with the the uh, statue's eyes lighting up going down the hallways. It was just like a good change of pace where it was like here like like solve these puzzles or whatever, and it's not necessarily combat focused or anything like that. So I, I dug that. Yeah, it was always surprising when they added a different variety of gameplay. In it. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know like I just especially for how if, short the game is. Mm-hmm. If you told me how short this game was and just what it was, I there's no way there's no way you come up with this game. If if that like this is the game you imagine if I told you all the stuff that, that happens, you know? Where it's like, oh they they freaking have Michael Jordan as an enemy, uh Bill Cosby's a ghost, um Vince Carter is half man, half cyborg, um LeBron James's great grandson is in here. Um, Wilford Brimley's in the game. Uh, there's status effects that are like diabetes and glaucoma and Parkinson's and like I just you tell me that and I think like that game sounds like a mess and <laughs> you know and like this I, I felt like this game like <laughs> like it I shouldn't I, it shouldn't work but it does it works really well like on top of that it's not like oh this game is passable like I'm like yo what is this like what is how many games is behind this game is what I'm looking at on my list so something I just got um, after what you said about Vince Carter being half cyborg mm-hmm. um, and one of his nicknames is half man half amazing half man half amazing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like that literally just came to me <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, and I mean, and we haven't we haven't even talked about the music. Like, I'm just like going through the folder now because all the music is MP3s in the folder. I'm just going back, just listening to it right. And now. you even like, yeah, like in <laughs> ear earworm too, right? Where yeah. it's like some of that stuff, like I. I was out of town this weekend, and I had the the intro music, not the theme song, but like the intro music from the house, just on a loop in my head. And I, I like, I don't think the music is like, it's catchy, it's catchy like RPG loop music, and so it's not necessarily like, oh, this is the best music in a game I've ever heard or whatever, but it's really catchy. 
and also just the fact that they like the <laughs> they use the Quad City DJ song and just put like as the theme song and then the the Georgia Brown song like as jokes too are like hilarious to me. Like uh, the I was just thinking about this. Uh, has anybody ever played Blue Dragon? Let's just go on. Through yeah, that. I played the first disc. <laughs> okay, okay, so you remember the boss battle music in that game, right? A little bit, a little bit. Okay, like you should go YouTube this after this is over and like listen to that, and then listen to the boss battle music from this game. And it's almost like they were trying to reference that and like make a play off that by by what they put in this game. I don't think they can't. They could have. I mean, because I thought Blue Dragon came out like 2007, so it was like relatively close to this. Maybe. Yeah, Blue Dragon. Came, oh, Blue Dragon came out 2006. The very end of 2006, so yeah. maybe they, like, heard some things. But, yeah, like, I don't know, like, the music isn't my favorite part in this game, but I think it really works with what they did, and I'm, I'm a fan of the music. So, take that for what you will. Is there anything else that we're missing? Mm, I, I think that's it. How, kind of how often did y'all upgrade weapons? Every time. Really? Yeah, if I had some... I mean, most of what I was doing was, like, stockpiling items just in case I needed them. Mm-hmm. And if I if I had some extra money, um, then I would, you know, if I could get some items or some, you know, or I'd get some, some new gear or whatever, I would drop some money into that. But I think I was just making sure I had enough, like, healing and um, items to... Uh, keep my VP up, so or not VP, but BP. Yeah, I was the, I'm, I was pretty much the same as him. Just flip it, so like I would buy the items first, like the the items first, the gear first. Excuse me, I'd buy the gear first, and then whatever remaining uh, money I had, neo shekels, um, I would <laughs> um, I would use on items, and like even the, the gear was even like like. Like I said, there was the Shrek Mono. There was um, uh, when I defeated Kevin Garnett, I unlocked a um, uh, a Mithril jersey, <laughs> and um, there was a referee's uniform. There was a uh, Charles Barkley's weapons were like soccer ball, volleyball, basketball, Hellblade basketball. Um, I think um, uh, like. Ultimate wristband, ice bandage, like as your gear, uh, goggles. Um, I think uh, on uh, on hoops, I had face mask, and it said just like Rip would have, which is a reference <laughs> to Richard Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, yo, like this, like they went all in, and I'm like so here for it. <laughs> like I. This game, I, 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 I thought this game is going to be funny, but it's probably going to be like a cheesy kind of corny and like, no, this game is legitimately great. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of corny, but <laughs> it's very <laughs> endearing. It, I mean, it's our kind of corny, I guess. Exactly. Um, yeah. I can see like I'm saying to somebody like, yo, you should play this game. And if they don't like basketball or... or I don't think you need to like basketball, but like if they were just kind of like, I don't get it. What like I'd rather just play Final Fantasy, which I bet people have said like I fine like just go play Final Fantasy. But like if you have any interest in basketball or like 
just any any sort of humor, I feel like you would enjoy at least an aspect of this game. So just just out of curiosity, I just had to look this up. So the boss battle music is ex- is is it is the music from uh, Blue Dragon. <laughs> they just they just stole it. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I guess interesting. Where what would you guys like? We'll say out of ten. What would, what would you give this? It'd be like a, a eight or a nine for me, like probably. I think I'm. I, yeah, I, I would say probably about an eight. And like, part of me is like, I wish this game was longer, but then I don't think it would it would be nearly as good, you know. I think it would be too hard to stretch out that type of humor. For yeah, like yeah. Because the humor, it doesn't. The humor doesn't get old. It doesn't overstay its welcome. But also, like, there's enough of a seriousness, like, they're actually building a environment and a setting. Because, like, when they were talking about the Blood Moses and stuff, and, like, some of that other stuff, when they were talking about the diabetes cult, it's kind of like, they're, 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 you know, using the word diabetes, and they're talking about sugar. But if you literally just, like, command F, take out diabetes and references to sugar, and put in some other word... You could easily just drop that into a real ass RPG, you know. <laughs> what about you, Trevor? Uh, where, where, probably where would you give, give it? it. It's a solid seven. Okay. Okay. Like, I could probably okay. give it a little bit higher. The only th- only reason why I give it a seven is just because the art. You know, I know why it looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it could have been polished up, touched up, yeah, mm-hmm. and still yeah. still be I, humorous. I like I like the idea that they, you know, the stuff they did with like Vince Carter's um, um, portrait, yeah, his little portrait, his little icon. I like the kind of stuff they did like that. But when it was, you know, literally just like an image of them, an image of the character. And then you would see that kind of juxtaposed with the very badly done Michael Jordan image. <laughs> That's when it kind of takes you out of it. Yeah, for Kevin Garnett, they put on a, a headband. It was a sneering picture. Like, I know the picture. It was a sneering picture of him. And then all they did is they put a headband on him. And I'm like, Kevin Garnett never in his life wore a headband <laughs> on the court. And then when you defeat him... Like, one of his eyes is, like, shut, and there's blood, like, coming from his lip and his nose. And it's, like... And then, like, the same thing when, like, when you die and that bead of sweat goes down Charles Barkley's forehead. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's very cheesy. And then, like, it's a quote, or it says Kurt Cobain for whatever reason. (laughs) So it's just, like... It's so silly, but it's just like it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I I I can I can see that about the graphics. I, I don't. It doesn't take away from me, but I can definitely think it it, it maybe appeal to a couple more, more people if it if it was touched up. It definitely adds to the charm of the game for me. Definitely, it, it makes it seem internety, <laughs> or yeah. you know, it's like poorly done. Not yeah, poorly done photoshops. 
Like that, like I said, that Shrek Mono, man. I was cracking up when I saw that. Um, do you guys have anything else? I don't think I, I, I could figure out a question uh, to tie into this game. I guess I can think of one right now. If you guys, I, I thought of one. If you guys want to have a question with no uh, setup, yeah, go for it. What? kids movie or movie from your childhood would you like them to make a unofficial sequel of in video game form <laughs> uh you could do home alone well i don't know that doesn't play i mean i guess that would make that actually might make it funny it's like trying to do like a, a new home alone. like yeah like a shitty not shitty but you know like a <laughs> like a like a poorly done like this kind of style like you know yeah. sprite based game that's like set on this movie from the 90s and like we're assuming this thing is canon and what is that world like or like Beethoven or something like that. That would, that might be kind of funny. For me, I would say Good Burger. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> you got anything, Trevor? I can't think of one. I think it's probably better for like live action, maybe because then I I don't know, but something about Good Burger just seemed right. Well, because Good Burger is kind of based in reality. I guess sort mm-hmm. of like Space Jam, but silly. Yeah, <laughs> Space Jam ain't silly. It's it's loony, but <laughs> it, it's kind of more of like a what if scenario, and like the timeline changes. Like, what if aliens crash landed on Earth and started up this basketball game? You know, mm-hmm. the same thing mm-hmm. with Good Burger. It's kind what of if the, <laughs> what if these what if your are? what if your burger chain uh, was. Uh, Getting gentrified by Mondo Burger. <laughs> Home of the Big Booty Burger. <laughs> um, uh, so what did you say, Trevor? Did you say anything? No, I'll have to give an answer on the next episode. <laughs> yeah, to think about it. Yeah. Alright. Um, well, do you guys have anything else for Barkley, Shut Up and Jam, Guided? Um, good game. I think everybody should play it or at least try it. It's a uh, not free. very long game. It's free. Yeah, and uh, and even if you don't like, if you don't get the basketball references, I think the game is funny in itself already. It kind of transcends that. That you you would still get something out of it. I think. Okay. Um, and I think more people should make games like this because. You know, there are resources out there like RPG Maker and Game Maker where you don't have to have a whole lot of programming skills or art skills. And you could create something like this yourself and incorporate your own humor and tell your own story in it. So I think this it would be good inspiration for people to just kind of get into gaming. I think this is a fantastic... I don't even want to say proof of concept because this is an actual game but just like the type of stuff that you could see at like a what do you call it like a um, like a game jam yeah like a game jam where literally the idea of this game came from a, a poorly worded sentence on a wikipedia page mm-hmm. spawned this entire game and that is like that is so creative to me 
and the fact like we we kind of said that it actually in a weird way it worked and it it, it worked really well <laughs> so like this is a really good like example of like you know like you can come up with a game out of anything almost you know yeah exactly great you there oh yeah um okay so we did get a question um uh, i just lost it hold on <laughs> okay um so Dante uh, wrote in and asked if a DLC episode was made, which NBA characters would would it star and how would it carry on the plot? Ooh. Hmm. I'm guessing he means if it were made today. Yeah. So consider, I guess. So I can't really answer that because I don't even keep up with basketball now. I, I mean, I guess I know some players, but like I don't really. I feel like it would have to be a. And, and this would go along with their humor. So, if you know somebody that works at Tales of Game Studio, if you know one of those two people, send them this. <laughs> it would have to be LeBron James because he's this summer he's filming Space Jam Two, so they could say Space Jam Two is canonically after Space Jam One, but. The DLC is a prequel to this game. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like the thing that happened between uh, the original Space Jam and before this Barkley, like that little time period. So basketball is still around and thriving. It's not banned yet, but it's, it's LeBron and his son, or maybe even his son and his grandson and like seeing their interaction and like showing him LeBron, like showing him Space Jam 2 and telling him like LeBron was the greatest and you've come from greatness and all this stuff. And then um, him growing up, the the character um, Balthios or whatever, knowing that and then leading into this game. <laughs> was, Alan I guess, was Alan Iverson referenced at all? That's no, cool. he was not. It's a shame. DLC. Yeah, Alan Iverson <laughs> DLC. Um, could be the supporting character. Mm-hmm. They could have some more coaches in because they only had Dick Vitale. Oh yeah. But they oh they could have Shaq Shaq DLC. <laughs> Shaq Boo. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's gonna be Barkley shut up and jam cross Shaq Fu. Guiding. <laughs> uh, I guess you have nothing, Greg. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm lost on. I mean, you guys came up with some good ones. I'm I don't I, don't even, I can't even think of anything. There was no Magic Johnson in the game either. <laughs> he could have been in it. That would have been yeah. That would have been good. Too. But that that could have actually been questionable. <laughs> like the <laughs> the things they talk about. Maybe some type of status effect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you can have something like Dante. He suggested something with uh, Steph Curry. <laughs> His three pointers uh, started the, the second apocalypse. <laughs> the um, the uh, sequel. I had the the page pulled up. Let me see if I can refind it because it was going to be a little bit different. Um, so it was the second. 
um, what would they say, the second chapter of the uh, Hoop Sparkly Saga. But it was, the year is 666X. Wow. A powerful youngster, wise beyond his years, awakens from a b-ball-induced coma aboard the mysterious dwarf space ziggurat Necron 7, held captive by the uh, malevolent AI Chuchuchlane. With no memory of who he is or where he came from, he adopts the identity of X114Jam9. And sets off into the post-cyber apocalyptic waste jam- wasteland in search of the enigmatic cyber dwarf, the only one who can reveal him the terrible truth behind his forgotten past and make sense of his harrowing future. Harrowing future. So I think it takes your you play as Hoops. I think who fell into some type of coma, and he awakens on the spaceship that you end the game on, but it's like four thousand years in the future. And I guess he's trying to find the cyber, the cyber dwarf. I guess those dudes live for forever. I don't know, but that sounds cool. <laughs> um, do we have anything else? Cool. Um, where can people find you at, Trevor? Well, uh, I do want to give a shout out to those who tuned in to our live stream. This is the first episode where we've live-streamed on Twitch. So we hope to do more of these so that people can get involved. Uh, but you can find me personally um, on Twitch at Lyric Unsung. Oh, wait, wait what's the uh, Twitch for the thing? You didn't say that? Um, I guess we'll need to create one for Miss Checkpoints because right now it's okay. just on mine. Um, okay. So, you know, if I do create one... I'll try to post it on the Facebook page so people can find it and follow it. Okay. Could we just... Um, this is just me asking. Could we just stream from the YouTube? Uh, we could try that. I just got it set up on OBS right now. Gotcha. Um, so I haven't played around too much with it, but I just thought I'd try this out tonight. Sure. it's a good idea. Um, where can we find you at, Greg? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Boombox Hero. Uh, Facebook is the same. And on Twitch, uh, I did change my Twitch name, so it should be twitch.tv slash magnegro with a zero on the end. Okay. And you can find me at Facebook, on Facebook, at Potato Salad. Um, did you add on that, that edit to the last episode? I did. Thank you. Uh, Anyways, uh, our next game coming up is my second game of the month. It is 50 Cent Blood in the Sands. Really, really looking forward to that. I think we've been trying to... I think since the very first list, I think that's been on as something that I wanted to play. So I'm really excited to finally get that game on the list and actually in. And I think we're going to try to have a guest on. Um, I've reached out to a couple of people, and one person uh, uh, should be able to do it. And that uh, we're going to try to have that episode recorded and released by the end of this month. So be on the lookout for that. And I think that's it. Um, oh, and uh, Trevor, I-, I need to get you on recording. Are we doing our third bonus cast? 
Yes. I'm going to try to finish the next bonus game by next weekend. So we can Bet. put up a bonus episode next month. Bet. Yeah. We're... I set out the goal was to do five, and we've done two, and two and a half, basically. So we still got maybe two more months. Maybe we should put it out this month. <laughs> we could try so that, that way we can do one in November and one in December, too, just to meet the deadline. But, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, hopefully we can get that knocked out next this, in this upcoming week. But, um, yeah, with that, we are Miss Checkpoints, and we're out. Peace.